When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Hour number two of Light the Tower on the Horn. Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker. No Craig Way. Craig not in studio today, but he will be around tonight to call the Texas women's basketball game at home at Moody Center against Baylor. 545 with the pregame, 6 o'clock with the tip, and you can hear that on 105.3. The bat. All right. We're going to call the first part of hour number two of Light the Tower. We'll call this Light the Tower Investigates because... I was wondering if my ears deceived me or if I almost caught Aaron Hogan potentially dropping something very, very close to an S-bomb at the end of B&E today. So uh, the uh, the Brandon Miller pat down, I'm sure everybody's caught up to speed on that. Cameron, you caught up to speed on that whole deal? Uh-huh. Okay. So he was discussing that, which rough week for Nate Oates in the Alabama basketball program. Most of it, 99% of it, their own doing, uh, which is how they handled it and handled it very poorly. Brandon Miller's pat down during player deductions was the latest just tone deaf move by the Alabama basketball program. But this is E. Hogan talking about it. And again, I want to listen to this in, re- in uh, the replay because in real time, I could have sworn we were about to get hit with uh, numerous texts and calls from the listening audience. Cameron, please go ahead and run this. Man. And I'll say the ugliest part of the weekend for me with that Alabama shit, you know, charade on Saturday. Yeah. Look, the excuse right, Alabama so saying is that you can cut it, Cameron. So I want to give Aaron credit that he redirected. He just took a really, 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 really poor point in his choice of words to redirect. Alabama charade. <laughs> just like you can you know, there's certain words that if you choose to redirect, you uh, you might get yourself in a bit of trouble. Like, let's just say the word country. If you choose to redirect at the wrong part of saying the word country, you could mm-hmm. definitely get yourself in a world of hurt. So, they're, uh, yeah. And, and we got texters saying they, they believe E. Hogan is guilty as charged. So, make sure you uh, light it up on B&E tomorrow morning. Get your blitz calls in. I wonder if the FCC... Knows about it too. Ah, uh, hey Cameron. By the way, speaking of blitz, uh, our phones are up and up and running, full go. Right? Phone, yes. Phones are good today. Yeah. Because okay. they had a problem with phones last week, right? The the storms have just caused a lot of havoc on our poor our poor radio towers. So we got everything back up over the weekend, I believe. So we are able to receive calls. We couldn't we couldn't 
we can we can make calls, but we couldn't receive calls. Oh, okay. which some producers like that. Is that uh, like back in the day when I had one of those cell phones that was came with the prepaid card where, like, I could receive calls, but I couldn't make them, and I had to make calls after a certain time of day when it didn't charge me minutes. So, geez, that was a thing. Yeah. Oh man. Before I got like on the the contract, like you you didn't have to have a credit. This is this is back camera when I needed credit checks for uh for things and. Credit check would not treat me well at that point in time in my early 20s. So, yes, Longhorn Bear. So the gist of it, for those who don't know, um, you know, everybody's got their bit during player introductions. Like some people have handshakes or whatever. Every, everyone has it. Everybody's from, from got their own From middle school, from middle school to the NBA. Cameron, you call enough high school basketball, you see it on a game-by-game basis, I would imagine. Yeah. Right? That stuff was very frowned upon Uh Back in my day, but yeah. I guess it's the norm now, which I've got, I got no problem with. Some some of the handshakes I enjoy, but Brandon Miller apparently something he's been doing is he gets you know through the handshake line, gets to whoever's standing in the line, and instead of doing the handshake, they do the frisk. He that gets frisked by a the teammate. The pat down, the pat yeah. down, and uh, yeah, did it. Like, well, he's been doing it all year. Well, maybe you room. should stop doing it. Yeah, read the room. Read the room, Brandon. Because and no one's posted it. It's one of those things where it's for the first time. It's like when when people post like, "Oh, Westbrook's off to the side during pregame warmups, not talking to people." It's like, well, he's always done that, but it adds to the fuel. Russell Westbrook's a bad teammate. When a player is a part of uh, what who did who used the word controversy? I yeah. think Jeff Goodman used controversy or John Goodman. The controversy surrounding the Alabama basketball program, and you're being patted down when you had a gun in your vehicle at one point that was used to kill somebody. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's like, all right, just because, just because you've been saying, and I don't I don't even know how you can, you know, equate that. It's just, it's dumb, it's tone deaf, and he shouldn't have done it. And by the way, Longhorn Bear, just reading your text, um, this is nothing against you, Longhorn Bear, I'm just saying, Alabama pat down sounds like something that's going to end up on Urban Dictionary before mm-hmm. the end of the day. You know, as a matter of fact, let me. Uh, ah, boy, I really hope uh, I'm not about to get myself in trouble here on the Google machine. But um, let's see. I always like to search terms in Urban Dictionary to see what comes up. Uh, no, nothing yet. But uh, well, there's. Oh gosh, which. Looking at Urban Dictionary is always so dicey. Yeah, careful about what you put in with Alabama involved in Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Apparently there's more there's more terms in Urban Dictionary involving the state of Alabama than I thought there were. So uh but anyway, that's uh I would go in safe mode, people, when you search that at your work computer. It's probably for the best on that deal. Um so yeah, there was that whole deal. Just wanted to, you know, make sure if everybody heard Aaron Hogan almost slip up like I almost I I had a like a brief moment like oh, oh my gosh, like I was freaked out a little bit. Uh Cameron, I'm, before we move oh go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. No, I was just gonna say I'm curious how because Alabama is actually a really good basketball team. And big win over Arkansas after a really bad start, able to overcome Musselman's Razorbacks win that game. I'm curious how CBS, how ESPN, how that big outlets will treat Alabama into March as they make this run. Because Brandon Miller is one of the best basketball players in the country right now if you remove all the off-court incidents. He is, in fact, one of the best players. Now, how will the media definite A definite lottery pick. Yeah. He dropped 41 against, who was it the other South week? South Carolina. South Carolina, 41 points in overtime victory. He, he's a damn good basketball player. 
But all the off-court stuff, I mean, Alabama's moving on from it. Nate Oates is moving on from it. It doesn't seem like either one will face a suspension. Now, of course, Darius Miles is no longer with the program. But under Alabama law, Brandon Miller is free from any crime. That still doesn't mean you didn't do something exactly. wrong. Still doesn't mean you, you know, it, it's... And he could be playing in a Final Four game. It's Yeah. Um, you know, I... And I, I I stand by this. I mean, I think if you're Nate Oates, I understand that there's never a wrong time to do the right thing. But I think you're past the point of suspending the guy. Like if yep, you do late. it, you don't you don't get credit for it now. You know, it's you're almost like to suspend him. Yeah, and it just it might actually make you look worse if you do suspend him. Because now it, it, you've made it clear at this point that you're willing to ride this thing out. I used last week. Granted, it's two totally different deals in terms of both legal situations and the court of public opinion. But I used the Arterio Morris example with Texas. It got to a point where if you suspend him now, you, you don't. Nobody's going to say, "Oh yeah, you did the right thing." No, it's you are going to keep him on your team yeah. as an active member of your team until this thing came to light and you've chose you've made the decision to do that. So you kind of have to live with the consequences now. Because the arrest happened in what, May, June, and the reports from the media weren't discovered until July. Aug- July, August. It was way because yeah. if you suspend him now, it's like, okay, he was suspended because the media found out. Yeah. If Miller is suspended, it's he's suspended because there was an uproar over it. It's yeah. too late now. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. I mean it's you know the the only way to handle this th- these things, and it's unfortunate for the student athletes at times. Like I go back to Charlie Strong's first year, the Kendall Sanders Montreal Meander stuff. I mean, one of those guys went to trial and was found not guilty. The other one had his charges dropped after the trial. But Charlie Strong just cut bait with both of them immediately. Like I, if whether you did it or not, that's for a court of law to decide. In, in in my court as the head football coach, I'm judge, jury, and executioner, and I'm deciding you you guys can't be a part of this football program right now. It's kind of the only way you can do that. And and once you just once you determine that you're not going to do that, now you've decided that okay, we're just going to ride with it, and you know whatever happens happens. You can't you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's too late at that point. Uh, and in the, in the case of Arturo Morris, the guy who could have made that call is no longer his head coach. So. It's not up to Rodney Terry to me at this point. You can't put that on RT. He's got a lot more on his plate. But I was thinking about this, Cam. Have we – I don't know in my lifetime following college basketball, and maybe I'm missing something. And granted, we, we've had scandals in college basketball of epic proportions. I mean, you go back to the, the Baylor uh, deal with Patrick Dennehy's death. You go – I mean, you had the point shave, point shaving scandal at Boston College. I mean, all kinds of stuff. But have we ever had this much stuff in season – in college basketball, when you think about the biggies, right, and I may be leaving something out, but you've had Chris Beard's suspension during the season and getting fired during the season. Now you've got a member of the Alabama basketball team under, you know, basically been who's been charged with murder, and their best player, who, by the way, they're a projected one seed in the tournament, is in some way, shape, or form loosely connected to this thing, however you want to couch that. So you've got those two deals. You've got New Mexico State with the hazing incident where they've shut their yeah. program down before yeah. the end of the season. And Cam, I can't remember a college basketball season where we've had this much stuff during the season that's happened in such a wheels-off manner. All three of these stories alone 
are enough to carry an entire season. I yeah, mean, dude, there's just one of them. What the New Mexico State one is actually because of the shooting in Alabama. I feel like it's underreported because <laughs> yeah. what's going? I mean, they've had they had a, a murder investigation with a gun on a on a bus where the police had to pull over the team bus because the coaches knew about it and were driving the team away from the facility because they knew what could happen. Also, a hazing incident that was unrelated to the actual murder investigation. That alone is good enough for one. That's good enough for a 30 for 30. There might be a 30 for 30 on this entire season. The only thing I can think about even comes close to this is probably the Rick Pitino scandal. But that was just by itself. Yeah. There was I mean, nothing like this in one season. But that, that was a pretty wild, a pretty wild story. But also it got the coverage from the news outlets that won the story one story deserved. Now, if it was just the New Mexico State or even the Alabama thing. It would get the same coverage, but because there's been three crazy incidents this entire season. Thing, man, the Chris, the Chris, the Chris Beard thing was wild in and of itself, yep. and the other two things weren't even on the radar yet. It's just nuts, man. It's I, I'm glad we're getting into March, where we're, we're getting into the really fun time of year for college basketball, late February into March. But man, you're right. There, when you look back and write the book on this season, dude, it is it is going to have some of the most. Off wheel wheels off in season stuff that we've ever seen in the college basketball season. It's setting up for a Cinderella team, like it's like a St. Peter's to make, or like a VCU because there is a former VCU coach, the top ten team to make a deep run in March. Jeff, we'll see. Marquette, Marquette's got a chance, man. They got a shot. Um, so yeah, people saying they definitely heard Aaron uh, Aaron's misfire there. Uh, <laughs> D Fry says that Miller shy raid is just another reason why he's too stupid to be on my team. But quote, it just means more. End quote. In the SEC, CB thinks Nate Oates should be removed for stupidity alone. Uh, Bebo Lance Jason says, talk about a total lack of self awareness by him, the teammate, the coaches, everybody involved in that Alabama program. Uh, Texter, yeah, stuff involving the state of Alabama and uh, Urban Dictionary. Not going to repeat those terms on the air. Uh, Longhorn Bears said, Cote said the pregame pat-down ritual had not will not be continued. Another slow reaction. For sure. Like, just, I don't know, man. You, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Nate Oates at this point. Uh, th- he was thought to be maybe the coach to replace Chris Beard was Nate Oates. <laughs> and now I don't think, depending on, there's a lot that can happen in March, obviously, but there was an instance where Texas decided to reopen that coaching hire. I don't think you could look at Nate Oates now because of this. No, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. That that pool, that pool of Texas coaching candidates, man, it's getting smaller. It seems like of outside hires because, I mean, uh, I was told earlier on the powers that be really they're, the two guys they really liked were Nate Oates and Eric Musselman. Uh, Arkansas's not. I don't know. Arkansas's not having a great year. I still, you know, Cam, Arkansas is the kind of team that that I could see winning like three or four games and get into the Elite Eight yeah. as like a seven seed. They're talented they're enough scrappy. to do it. Very they're, they're for sure talented enough to do it, and maybe it just all comes together for them right at the right time. Uh, RG11 texts in and says they found a Justin Fields card in the parking lot at played against sports on Lamar. Uh, just a second-year base card, but hey, it's not a bad deal, find a Justin Fields card. I got several Justin Fields rookies, not, nothing nothing major, but uh, maybe I'll – offload some of that stuff during football season. By the way, I've decided to – a lot of people text into the show uh, about card content. Radio's just not the right medium for that. So I've decided I'm going to move uh, all of my card-related content to uh, to my Instagram account. I'm at Jeff Howe 247 for Horns 24-7. At Jeff Howe 247 on Instagram. 
Um, I'm going to move a lot of my card content there, pickups, mail days, um, do some packs opening. I rated the uh, nostalgia section Nostalgia section at uh, Card Traders of Austin. Walt keeps a lot of uh, nostalgia wax there. So I got like, some 88 tops with the gum, with the gum in the packs. Cameron, you ever had gum out of a pack I of have. cards? What did it taste like? Like gum that lasted like maybe like 15 seconds. <laughs> Then the flavor dropped out. So I got me some 88 tops. I got an 87 tops baseball rack pack, but there's no gum in the rack packs, I don't think. So that's a disappointment. But 87 tops is good, man. Bo Jackson, rookie cards. You got McGuire, Bonds. Uh, who else? Barry Larkin's got a rookie card in there. So 87 tops is good stuff. Yeah, I'm moving all my card content to uh, to the Instagram account. Do a little live streaming opening, oh, opening pack. You know what? Stoner mentioned one that I forgot, too. Remember the suspension Bill Self had to serve at the beginning of the year? Yeah. yeah was Kansas- that self-imposed? Yes. Okay. I think, uh, you know what, I'll check that out during the break because I don't remember. I think that was, I don't remember, Cameron, to be honest. Yeah, that, Rick Pitino's back at, is he at Fairfield, Loyola, something? Iona. Iona. He's back coaching. You had the first year where Mike, Coach K, and Coach Williams weren't coaching Duke and UNC the same season since, what, early 2000s. You had the Sean Miller incident at Arizona, brand new coach there. A lot going on in, in college basketball this season. I'm probably missing a few stories. You know, a conference tournament start this week, too. Yeah, we're almost there to the end. Women's basketball, their conference tournament starts up, I think, a week earlier before the men's, if I'm correct on that. We're coming to an end, baby. What do we have? We got uh, Sunbelt Bracket is set um, on the men's side. So, yeah, conference tournament's going to start this week, man. This is... This is it. This is when we this is when we really get into it. Good stuff. Good stuff going on around college basketball. What's your thoughts on the Texas State basketball team, the Sunbelt Sunbelt Conference? Any any hopes? You know, I'm hoping it's kind of like the uh, the reverse jinx happens, right? Like Texas State uh, has won a couple of Sunbelt regular season titles, not done all that well in the tournament. Now I'm hoping that it's one of those deals where uh, you know their lack of success in the regular season ends up to a really good run in the conference tournament. Okay. Coming in as the 11 seed, taking on Georgia State. Out of, first out of 12 teams? 14 teams? 14 in the Sun Belt, Cameron. That's a 14-team tournament. That's the kind of bracket you draw up and make your head explode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we hit the break, I do want to get to uh, – we got to get some Vic Schaefer audio. Everybody loves hearing from Coach Schaefer. Love hearing from Coach Schaefer. After a win, 67-45 win – for the Longhorns at Oklahoma, went on the road to Norman, got a big win. Uh, again, the Baylor game is tonight. Uh, Texas inching closer to securing that Big 12 regular season championship. And right after the win, uh, here is the uh, a little post-game excerpt with Coach Vic Schaefer. We've got two games left in the regular season. And, um, you know, we've got We've got work to do. We have a lot on the line. I mean, you're talking about conference championships. You're talking about seedings. I mean, there's we have a lot at stake. And, you know, I, I think they know all that. And, uh, again, it's we're going to have a great crowd. It's going to be a great atmosphere. But you got to keep them in the moment. And, um, you know, all that other stuff will create an excitement in them that I don't really need to add fuel to. So, as I told them last night, enjoy that moment. Enjoy that night but humble yourselves or you'll get humble, humbled. You know, I, I can't control social media, all the people patting them on the back and whatever else they're sending them, text messages, phone call. I can't control that. 
And that's what makes my job hard. It's what makes the job of every coach in America hard. All I can do is you better humble yourself. You better come back tomorrow humble and hungry. If you're walking around tomorrow, which is today, with your chest out, beating your chest and saying how good you are and we're this, we're that, it ain't going to be much fun on Monday night. There's a little bit of post game from Vic Schaefer. Again, the Texas women got the big win at Oklahoma on Saturday tonight, taking on Baylor at Moody Center. Final regular season game at Moody Center. It's almost a given at this point that the Texas women are going to host first and second round in some way, shape, or form. Whatever seed they are, they'll host some of those games at Moody Center. But it's Baylor tonight, 545 pregame, 6 o'clock tip with Craig and Kathy Harston from Moody Center. Cameron, are you involved in the presentation tonight? Oh, yes, sir. I, I will be the engineer out there with Craig and and Kathy, and looking forward, getting it done. Looking forward to some Moody Center cookies tonight, Jeff. Dude, those cookies are huge, man. Phenomenal. I, I'm. I think you and Craig talked about that when I was uh, running behind us, taking care of some other duties last week. Man, those cookies are ginormous. Like seriously, you guys aren't making it up. Like I don't know, like a small plate or something. But you know, like, do you eat like the the actual medium meal when you go there? Oh yeah, I, I'm still on the the college broke boy mindset. <laughs> so I. I don't know. I don't think I've eaten an actual. I mean, I've done it a couple times, but I just skip the meal. I go straight to the like the Desserts. deli trays. No, I oh, go okay. straight to the deli trays, and I just make me a big sandwich. That's very convenient too, especially if you're not craving whatever. Because it seems like they're down to two, three meals for yeah. for women's basketball. It seems like it's the sliders, mm-hmm. and then what's the other one? I don't even remember. Like hot dogs or something. Oh yeah, the hot dogs, which. I just go for the sandwich, man. I, I mean, can't eat hot dogs every week. You no, know, put some turkey, some ham, roast beef. Got three different kinds of cheeses, lettuce, tomato. Just pile it on there. Just make you a big sandwich, and then I just load up and get like a big plate of fruit. Yeah, you know, since I think I'm the only person on earth that enjoys honeydew melon. Craig can't eat certain melons because he's got that allergy or whatever. Mm. Can't eat some kind of melons, but watermelon, honeydew, cantaloupe—it's all good. I just didn't know if you. We're a big fan of that. I remember back in those days when you were balling on a budget and the press meal might have been the best meal you ate all day. Or it might be the best meal you eat all week. I had a in UT professor cases. who, in one of our, our first journalism classes, tell us, you know, talk about not accepting free things from people you are working for or interviewing right media, right, because you don't want to be get involved with it and then think that they're doing you a favor and so forth. He said that at football games, UT football games, don't eat the free food. And I was like, I'm sorry, Professor, but I am broke. I like the fajitas and nachos and the tip treats. I'm going to eat three that is a uh, That's a complimentary meal there yeah. for everyone, so I will definitely partake. Nachos will not dictate what I say or do not say about Shane Buchel's performance today. I'm just going to tell you right, right there and right now. Sark not going to answer your questions because he heard you were eating some yeah. nachos. So no, Cameron, I'm he not going to answer your question. He was double dipping the nachos. Yeah, we're not, John. We're not going to call him today. That son of a. No. All right, tell you what, Cameron actually is going to be a big part of our next segment because we'll take a break. Come back, our flex segment coming up next. High school boys basketball playoffs rolling along. Uh, girls getting down towards the end. We'll get to all that and our second edition of the Longhorn Notebook that's coming up when we come back on Light the Tower on the Horn. Live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe.
Rolling along, hour number two of Light the Tower on the Horn. Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker, no Craig Way today, but again, you can get Craig tonight on the call. Texas Women's Basketball, 545 pregame, 6 o'clock tip on 105.3. The Bat, Texas taking on Baylor. Talk a little Texas baseball and a, a couple of Texas football tidbits that I missed. We'll get those coming up here in just a minute. But right now, Cameron is going to lead you through our Flex Update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, Kim, what do we got? Actually, what uh, did, were you on the call for anything Friday? Yeah, so Friday night I was out at Layman High School with Stony Point for Cibolo Steel, which was the first time, Jeff, I got to witness a high school coach get ejected. Really? Yeah, Cibolo Steel's head coach uh, lost it. There was an incident late second half, and it's funny because are you familiar at all with Coach Antoine Thompson at Stony Point? Yes, he was a guest on Knows uh, Isaiah Collier very well. Yeah. They go back a ways, and he was a guest with uh, Chad and Zay. So his coaching style, he he's kind of like Tibbs, where throughout the entire gym you can hear him talking the entire game, right? Over the crowd, he's very into it. Uh, he's a very uh, vocal coaching style, right, which you don't see a lot in high school basketball. seems like a lot of guys are more laid back now. You know, you don't want to like, yell at your players, stuff like that. He's the opposite, right? Great style. Now, Cibolo Steele's coach, if I can remember his name here shortly, was pretty quiet the entire game. Didn't didn't wasn't like Coach Thompson at all. Coach Lonnie Hubbard is his name. I was a little wondering if Coach Hubbard was still the basketball coach down yeah. there. Uh, he's a good put, dude, by the way. Yeah, great guy. He's put together some great playoff runs for the Knights. Second, second or third, I think it was fourth quarter. It was about a 10, 11 point game for most of it. Cibolo still made a couple runs, and now at this point, Josiah Mosley was just taking over this game. Uh, Tiki Morin, who had a fantastic game, as he's known to do. 18 points, four three-pointers, I believe, if I'm correct. Game was getting away from Cibolo Steel. Area round playoff game against Sony Point number four team in the state of Texas for 6A basketball. Uh, Sony Point gets away with a push, right? Pushes one of the Steel's players, and Cibolo Steel gets called for a kicking the ball violation. And Coach Hubbard lost it. May have graced the referee's shoulder, may have not. Ruh-roh. Enough for him to get ejected. Game stopped for about... 10 minutes while they had to get Coach Hubbard off, off the court. And he was rightfully pissed off. I, he was The player was obviously shoved. That was a great game. So Stony Point this week, Jeff, now will face Buda Johnson. And Buda Johnson, of course, winners in the Westlake Lake Travis District. That's going to be a fun game in the regional quarterfinals because Sam McKinney, the junior, I, I don't know if you call him a small forward, a shooting guard. He can do anything. He's 6'6". Josiah Mosley believe is listed at 6-7. He's a three-star, just got offered by Tulsa. He's going to be playing D1 basketball, Josiah Mosley. It'll be a fun matchup to watch Josiah Mosley and Sam McKinney go head-to-head for a chance to go to the regional semifinals. And that'll be, I believe, going to be tonight, if I double-check that correctly. Nope, it'll be Tuesday night, 7 p.m. at Burger Stadium for those interested in watching. It may even be on KBFO. Double-check that. Um... Why do I feel like we're just getting to the point where this is going to be a collision course and it's going to be Stony Point and San Marcos playing in the regional tournament for I, a berth I mean, in the Alamo Dome? You're not wrong. I know they're losing Quentin Hairston this year, but McKenney's coming back. And it looks like, you know, for this, this district, for both football and basketball, Jeff, that it seemed like it was Westlakes and Lake Travis's, 
now like now with Dripping Springs there for football, and they have a great athletic athletic department. Their soccer teams are great. Trip went all the way to the state championship, I believe, uh, last year in men's soccer and lost to uh, Frisco Wakeland. Girls team is very good. But now also with Drip, Utah Johnson's basketball team is on the come up too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Sam Marcus did get the win over Westlake yep. the other night. Uh, big win for that group. 36-3, and the Rattlers. I've been talking about the Rattlers all year. Uh, I think they're really, Malik really Presley, good. Malik Presley, man. Malik Presley's healthy and has been playing really well. Uh, Girls' State Tournament, by the way, uh, is, is set. Yeah, and uh, no Austin area representation in the uh, in the Girls' State Tournament this year. thought Hendrickson and Pflugerville were the two teams that could get there, uh, both with really tight losses over the weekend and unfortunately will not be making it back to the state tournament. You doing anything state tournament, Cameron, for the girls calling in the games? or Nothing planned yet. I got okay. some getting ready for Round Rock baseball season, so excited for that. Nice. You'd be the play-by-play voice of the Dragons? Yeah. Good, man. That's, uh, that's a good gig. It's one of the more prominent programs in the area. And the best part is it's five minutes from my house. Uh, for you, so you live that close to Round Rock High? Yeah. Are you a resident of uh, somewhere along the 620 corridor? So I am Sam Bass Road. Growing up in Florence, America, I know Williamson County well. Yeah. So I could, that's one of the few parts of the state where you can tell me road names, and I got a pretty good idea of where you are. I'm sure you made out to the Wilco Park a few times, busting, a, busting some kids' butts on the football fields out there. <laughs> At which park? Wilco, Williamson County park oh is that the uh so no it's the big one on 1431 that actually was uh was not near what it is until gosh because ah, okay. when did they have the state 707 tournament there i want to say it was probably about 10 years ago like 2013 okay i think they that because they had just finished like the massive overhaul of that place now we would just play we would just use our own high school football field for seven on seven and rough housing and shenanigans and whatnot so Nobody took nobody took taking care of the grass that serious. <laughs> Just run a muck on it. So anyway, thank you, Cameron, for a, a really good flex update. FLXATX.com if you need to get updated. And congratulations to uh Hendricks and Flugerville, all the girls teams that made a good run in the uh, state uh, playoffs. But uh state tournament again for the girls coming up this weekend. No representation uh from the Austin area. But hopefully somebody I'm I'm hoping it's a San Marcos Stony Point. A regional final in 6A boys. That means somebody from the area will be playing in the state tournament in 6A. We'll see how everything else plays out. But right now, let's go ahead and get to this hour's edition of the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. A Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock. Bowersockteam.com. She is your Longhorn lender. Let Aaron do for you what she did for Craig and Linda. Craig has nothing but good things to say about the home loan process going through Aaron and company when they when he and Linda made the move to Georgetown. Everything worked out very well. She's Aaron Bowersock. Bowersockteam.com. She is your Longhorn Lender. All right, Cameron, we got to get through this David Pierce audio. So Texas gets a series win over Indiana, which is okay, pretty good. You win a series. But Sunday, it was a comedy of errors. Uh, you know, Texas was 0 for 3 on stolen base opportunities. That's not counting Garrett Gilmet getting thrown out uh, at one point in the game on a bad read of a wild pitch in the dirt. We'll, we'll get to some of that, but this was David Pierce right after the game. So he did the post game with Nathan Thornhill and with Craig uh, that you heard here on the horn. Then he comes over with the TVs and the writers, and he wasted no time getting right after it, expressing his disgust, not just that Texas lost to Indiana yesterday 4-2, but the way it unfolded. 
That was probably one of the most embarrassing losses that I've had since I've been in Texas or maybe in 35 years of coaching. And simply because we didn't execute, but we didn't execute our communication. And there was zero uh, information there. It's just we've got to get better at understanding the game, uh, understanding situational baseball, and learn from it because we didn't do a good job of that. I thought Travis pitched well enough to win. He was outstanding. Uh, it was great to see Charlie Hurley come in there for three innings that, you know, something we've been looking at and hoping that's going to come. And, you know, his mind's clear. He, he got into competitive mode, and that's where we need him. Offensively, we got plenty of work to do. All right, so uh, I hope that was clear enough for everybody here. He said that was one of the most embarrassing losses he's had since he's been at Texas and maybe in his 35 years of coaching just with the errors and – you know, situational baseball was just bad yesterday. The one move that I can really put on David Pierce that I questioned from a just a coaching standpoint, I felt like maybe he went with Travis Staley a little bit too long. Uh, Staley took the loss yesterday, five and two-thirds, gave up five hits, three runs, struck out six, no walks on 94 pitches, but gave up a couple of singles there uh, in the sixth. And I just felt like kind of was really up against it. They go to Heston Toll, he gives up a run. Chris Stewart gives up uh, an RBI base hit. So things kind of came unraveled a little bit on the hill. That was a four-run inning for Indiana there uh, in the sixth. But, again, the offense did themselves no favors. And – you know, was it guys were, were guys missing signs? Was it just bad decisions on the coach's part? Uh, David Pierce took the team right after the game was over. You know, especially on Sundays, guys will kind of mill around and sign autographs and talk to family. Very rarely since he's been the head coach of Texas have I seen David Pierce just take the team straight into the clubhouse after the game. He did, and uh, this is a, the gist of what he told them in the clubhouse. Like I told him, I said, I'm not in here to yell and scream at you. I'm in here to make you understand that detail just lost that game. And if we play like that, we're going to lose a lot of games. That's the bottom line. It wasn't their guy was better than our guy or any of that. It was just really a poor play baseball game from our side when you are down by two and not understanding what should happen. And just, you know, a simple dirt ball read doesn't matter at that point. Um, and other things, we missed a hit and run. We didn't get the ball in play. Um, so we want to be active, but we got to feel confident that we can do that. We'll get there, but we're just going to have to make some mental and physical adjustments. Or to be honest with you, we'll look at some other players. So there you hear David Pierce talking about it. Either guys are going to get some mental situations figured out or – He's going to find guys that will. If you, if you look at the base running errors specifically, uh, I believe the missed hit and run was on Jared Thomas on the play where Mitchell Daly got thrown out trying to take second. I think that was the missed hit and run. The dirt ball, the bad dirt ball read was Garrett Gilmet getting thrown out in that situation with two outs. Man, the base ha- having a base runner is much more important than getting a stolen base. So that was the bad read. Uh, I think you know Porter Brown got thrown out on a delayed steal, and then I think. Jaden Duplantier just flat missed a sign or there was just some kind of just gross miscommunication when he got on base in the ninth. But anyway, you slice it, again, it's not that Texas lost the game. It's how they lost the game. Uh, they, they're they a better team than Indiana. I think the first two games of the series, uh, that played out. And Indiana's not a terrible team. Uh, you know, they've got 
multiple guys that were freshman All-Americans last season. So they've got some talent. Uh, but this Texas team did not play well at all yesterday. Pitching and defense yesterday for Texas was good enough for them to win that ball game. Offensively, though, just too many mistakes, uh, comedy of errors. And they don't have that much time to get it straightened out because tomorrow night, still, according to the latest D1Baseball.com Top 25, the number one team in the country coming into town tomorrow night. Well, they've been in the area, but they'll be at UFCU Dishwalk Field tomorrow night. LSU and Texas, 615 with the pregame, 631st pitch. Are you making your way out there, Cameron? I don't think I can get in. It's <laughs> sold out, and I'm trying to save up money for the Kansas game. But, sheesh, it, it's, uh, I had multiple people ask me, like, hey, can you get me in? Like, I can't even get in, bro. What are you talking about? Dude, you know what? Uh, maybe you can go hang out with the folks at Left Field. Yeah. Left Field. If any, if anybody in Left Field is listening, would you allow Cameron to come hang out with you for the LSU game and maybe enjoy a beverage or two? I wonder if we're going to see Paul Skeens on the mount. You think? No, think so? not going to see Skeens. Uh, Skeens will be on the weekend. I don't know who LSU is throwing. LeBaron Johnson, David Pierce said he was almost – Certain LBJ is going to get the start tomorrow. I don't know who LSU's throwing. Uh, I don't even know if you'll see Skeens hit tomorrow. So it, I, I don't know if you'll see Paul Skeens tomorrow, but you'll see the rest of that LSU lineup, which, man, when you talk about cleaning up in the portal, building a team through the portal, Jay Johnson did that, cleaning up in the portal. With You look at the big guns LSU had in the offseason. That's why they entered the season as the number one team in the country, still the number one team in the country. Real quick, to, Jeff. Yeah. How much do you think resell is for this Texas baseball game? Are you looking at it right, right now? Yeah. Ooh, uh, just your standard like box seat. I'm gonna say two hundred. Two hundred. So box seats. I oh, want about box seats. If you want to sit, uh, left field line, very end, fifty bucks right now. Dang. Before before fees and all that good stuff. Behind behind home plate, looking at about hundred and twenty two. Under the clamshell, you're probably about. Is, is that the high end, 122? Yeah. Okay, that's that's not as bad as I thought. Not awful, not awful at all. It, it's it's. I think it's a testament for what CDC has done. Is now you're looking at because before, I mean, I would get Texas basketball tickets for six bucks off of StubHub before every game, and now for not just football. Obviously, football has always been a, a high ticket, but baseball, basketball, it, it's 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 a different era. I think in Texas athletics for the fan experience and going to the games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Russell said he just bought LSU tickets this morning on StubHub and there were still a few available. Cameron, got a text from the folks out in left field. All right. Said you're more than welcome to join in, okay, join the folks in left field. Just let me know what six-pack to bring. I'll be out there. There you go. Where are you at on Twitter, Cameron? Cameron D. Parker. At Cameron D. Parker on Twitter. Get together with Occupy Left Field. You guys figure it out and – Cameron, I expect on Wednesday, I expect a full report okay. on your left field experience right. for the LSU game. Dude, LSU's in town. That left field, left field is going to be the place to be tomorrow. The dish is going to be electric tomorrow. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun day of baseball. One texture said they watched LSU yesterday at Dell Diamond. They are very, very good. Yes, the Tigers, that's why they're they're the favorite to get not only get to Omaha but to get it done and uh, be raising a banner when they're done in Omaha. Real quick, got a couple of Texas football tidbits I want to get to. Uh, my man Hudson Standish has been killing it at Horns 24-7 lately. Uh, he's had the latest round of team news notes and nuggets on the site. Uh, those were posted before the weekend, so I didn't get to them on this show because they were posted after we went off the air. But Hudson said he checked in with team sources. All the buzz, Cameron, has been on Cedric Baxter Jr. getting 
a chance to step in right away for Bijan, Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, and uh, you know fill that void at running back. And yeah, you know, we've seen it all the time. I talk about it all the time. Running back typically the easiest position to transition to if there is such a thing. Going from high school to college, uh, Cedric Baxter was one of the best running backs in the country, a five star guy. So uh, get over to Horns twenty four seven. Check out more of that. Also, the Stampede as it is every week. Mike Roach's weekly collection of recruiting news notes and nuggets, kind of a program overview uh, from a recruiting standpoint. So Mike did a really good job with that this week, and also. A crystal ball prediction came in today, Cameron. Steve Wiltfong, and when Steve Wiltfong makes a crystal ball projection, uh, you can more often than not pretty much take it to the bank. He's got a crystal ball projection in for five-star running back Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy, the number one ranked running back prospect in the country for the class of 2024. Crystal ball to Texas today. There was a lot of crystal balls over the weekend. It was like Oprah giving out cars, but this is a <laughs> crystal ball. You get a ball. crystal ball, and you get a crystal ball. No, this is This legit. is one that came across my timeline, Jeff, and I was like, here we go. Yeah, Steve, well, shard choice, man. I'll tell you what, don't don't lose sight of the fact that Steve Sarkeesian, not only did he put together a really good original staff, but his hires to replace guys that have moved on have been really good, and I didn't know if it was possible to get a full-on upgrade from Stan Drayton, but I think you upgraded with Tashard Choice. It's hard to say you upgraded from a recruiting standpoint since Stan Drayton helped get B. John Robinson to Texas, but Tashard Choice has been lights out on the recruiting trail. Getting Cedric Baxter last year in Texas very much in the mix for Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy in the 2024 class. So Tashard Choice getting it done on the recruiting trail. Take a break, come back, close out this edition of Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Uh, one quick football note that I didn't get to. J-Dub really wants to know about this. Jaden Allen, defensive back from Alito, decommits over the weekend. Uh... It's one of those things he committed early and needs to get out and see some things. And I think Texas continues to. And we talked about it with Mike Roach on Friday. By the way, Mike is at Horns 24-7, at Mike Roach 247 on Twitter. Um, and Hudson Standish is at 247 Hudson. Both those guys doing outstanding work at Horns 24-7. Uh, if you ever heard Mike talk about it, the board for Texas, the way Steve Sarkeesian and this staff do player personnel and do recruiting evaluations, that board is always changing. So... They could have guys that are maybe they like better, or maybe they double back on Jay Allen. We'll see at the end of the day what happens. But yes, Texas did lose a commitment over the weekend. Jaden Allen no longer a member of the twenty twenty four class for Texas. Cameron, you being the high school sports aficionado that you are, have you seen this Texas high school football bombshell dropped by our good friend Matt Step at Dave Campbell's Texas Football? I have not. This is worth this is worth the breaking news sounder. Actually, not on our area. But from a statewide perspective, it doesn't get bigger than this. You got you got a breaking news sounder there real quick? How about Galena Park North Shore head coach John Kay stepping down from his what? position to take the position of linebackers coach at Rice under Mike Bloomgren? Wow. Yeah. North Shore is open. Didn't see that one coming this offseason. But here we are. And that's a that's a late move because it's almost I mean teams are in you're, spring ball. You're getting right around you're about a month out from spring practice starting for the five A's and six A's that do spring football. So yeah. Looks like I don't know if they're gonna promote from within or if it's wide open, but 
North Shore technically needs a head coach because John Kay is no longer the head coach at North Shore. That's a, a heck of a run he had leading the Mustangs, but John Kay is done at North Shore. Always so. will be remembered to me for taking away Zach Evans' cell Zach phone. That's what you remember John K for? No, the, state on, championship. No, he took away Zach Evans' cell phone the night before the state championship. I'll never be because they played Lake Travis at uh, Kelly Reeves. Yeah. And it's like, why isn't Zach Evans playing? Well, he didn't He didn't give his phone up on the team bus. <laughs> and was, it's like, yeah, okay, I, I think I'm okay with him not going to Texas. They were so good, man. Those North Shore teams have been so good under John K, so freaking talented. And that Hudson Carr performance single-handedly almost defeated North Shore in that game. People forget how good Hudson Card was. I know he was hurt at times, but, man, so good. Uh, pulling up the article from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine right now, just looking at John Kay's resume. Uh, one, he went 117-18 and 18 with four state titles during his time. Is that good? As the head coach at North Shore. I'd say that's, okay. that's strong to quite strong. In terms of a resume as a high school football coach. So, uh, yeah, that's big news in the Texas high school football world. Cameron, great job today, man. Great contributions for the notebook and for Inconceivable. Uh, that flex update, uh, some good Texas football talk. We heard from David Pierce, Vic Schaefer, and Rodney Terry after their games on the weekend. Don't forget, you didn't get your Craig Way fixed during the show. You get it tonight, 545 with pregame, 6 o'clock tip. Texas and Baylor on the women's side from Moody Center. The last home game of the regular season for the Texas women is tonight. So get out there and support Vic Schaefer and company. Chad and Zay coming up next. They'll take you through your midday before passing the baton to Rod B. and Mike Harge for Ball Don't Lie to wrap up our live local programming here on the Horn. So stay tuned for them. For the absent Craig Way, for Cameron Parker, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow to light the tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.